Keeping Safety Real in Timber Pallet Manufacturing by Margaret Kirby. The significance of people conversations, delivering meaningful training, focusing on high risk hazards and keeping safety on the weekly agenda are values which CJ Sheeran Group sees as inherent to continuously improving safety performance. Sheila Pivai is the Group Health and Safety Officer with CJ Sheeran, the number one manufacturer of timber, packaging and pallets in the country. At its headquarters in Shannon Street, Mount Rat, County Leash, their shared services centre is sited in a beautifully maintained old building, which was once a local hospital. Beside this is the timber yard, where their busy virgin pallet manufacturing operation is based. This includes kilns for drying the pallets, storage sheds for housing pallets, work sheds, forklift trucks, trailers and trucks for transporting their timber products. CJ Sheeran was established in 1994 by Mark Sheeran and his father Canis. The business has grown from strength to strength and now has 12 different sites located across Ireland. Sheila says that not only does it manufacture new pallets, but it also recycles, recovers pallets, which are repaired and sold on again. In addition to this, it makes gates, fencing, wood mulch, playground surfacing and equine bedding. The demand for its products is high, in particular the pallets, which are used by a diverse range of industries from pharmaceuticals and construction to food manufacturing. Another unique feature of the company is that it has its own sawmills in Coolrain County Leash, which is used to produce fencing and pallet board, ensuring continuity of supply. It has its own fleet of trailers and Volvo trucks, which it uses to collect and transport pallets, and it also has warehousing and distribution locations nationwide. Employing over 300 staff, it has experienced a remarkable period of growth over the past 29 years. Sheila tells me she has an occupational health background and has extensive experience in manufacturing environments. She joined the company in 2022 and says she works within a fantastic team where open communication, supporting each other and accountability are key values which are encouraged at all levels. With this in mind, we discuss how safety is managed within the company, what is working well for them so far, where the challenges lie, and what their vision is for the future. Question and answer with Sheila Pivai, Group Health and Safety Officer. Question one, how is health and safety managed within the company? Sheila, I am the Group Health and Safety Officer with responsibility for all CJ Sheeran sites and I report into Brian Fingleton, who is the Group Compliance Manager. Health and safety is a priority within the company, and the company directors are strongly committed to it. I work closely with my colleagues in the Compliance Department, who are heavily involved in site audits, which is central to our continuous improvement programme. Our site managers are also committed to safety, as each week there is a site production meeting where safety is always on the agenda. The production meetings are managed by the site's production manager and any safety compliance issues are recorded in the meeting minutes. The meeting is on a different day for each site, which enables me or a member of the compliance team to attend as many of these as possible. It's important to me to have a physical presence on each site 
as it's a great chance to speak with employees in person and to get traction on safety issues that may have rolled over from a previous meeting. Even a 15 minute chat with someone when I am on a site can help highlight issues which can be followed up on, all of which helps to gain buy-in for safety. We share each site's meeting minutes across the group as we see it as a chance to learn about issues on other sites that may be relevant to any site. We also have a safety committee and a quarterly group safety meeting, which one of the company directors always attends. There are 10 safety representatives trained across all of the sites, and they are also invited to attend this quarterly meeting. Question two. You've invested in software to help manage auditing within the company. Tell me about how you have implemented auditing across your sites. Sheila. The auditing systems is part of our ISO accreditations and we are the only pallet manufacturer in the country to hold all three ISO certifications. These include ISO 9000, which is quality, ISO 14001, environmental, ISO 45001, occupational safety, and ISO 5001, energy management. We moved from a basic monthly audit system using Excel spreadsheets back in 2015 to using a dedicated software program called Safety Culture, previously known as iAuditor. The audits are completed by the compliance team and Aoife Collier is our compliance lead. Aoife. Audits are completed on each site on a quarterly basis and we have a specific template for each site which has all of the relevant questions across a range of compliance topics, including safety, quality, environment, and energy. We start in the morning and move through the site area by area. It could take two days to complete an audit. We usually audit in pairs, and we can audit different sites in order to get a different perspective on the issues which we find. Everyone has a different eye, and a fresh pair of eyes can help highlight something previously unseen. We use the Safety Culture Android app to complete the audit. We can add comments and photographs and we consult with operators working on site at the time, which raises their awareness of what we are checking for, allows them an opportunity to voice any concerns and also helps them to be more included in the audit process. We have designed a checklist of site-specific health and safety items, including personal protective equipment, PPE, safety signage, guarding, lighting and housekeeping. Also, we observe operators that work complying with machinery, safe working instructions or SWIs and check their training is up to date. Each audit is scored and this can create an element of healthy competition between sites. At the end of the audit, we have a closeout meeting with the site manager. This means we sit down and discuss the items found and adding any comments needed. Any actions are shared out at this meeting and a PDF form of the audit is sent to the site to be actioned and tracked to closure. Question three. What are the top three safety hazards in the company? Sheila. Our main hazards are around the use of nails, traffic management on our busy sites and compliance with PPE. We use over three million nails per year, which is the primary cause of workplace incidents. A proactive approach has been put in place to managing this hazard, 
in particular when operators are using nail guns. We have implemented a site-wide requirement that all new start employees must complete 30 days of observation of safe nail gun use. This means the operator's supervisor must observe them in person at least once daily using the nail gun and record this. Before we implemented this requirement, we showed employees the statistics on the high rate of incidents involving nail guns, some with visual images, and this clearly supported the why for this new requirement. It has been adopted without any hesitation across the sites. In relation to traffic management, we have marked out pedestrian routes across our sites and have recently installed new railings, safety mirrors and staggered physical barriers on walkways. Everyone is required to wear their high visibility vest and we actively check for this, especially during audits. With regard to PPE compliance, there are rules and signage indicating what PPE is required for certain areas including safety glasses, hearing protection, safety gloves and boots. And again, this is routinely checked by management and during the auditing process. Question four. The use of machinery is also a significant hazard for your operations. How do you manage this? Sheila. We have a variety of machines on our sites, which comes with many hazards that we are proactively managing. We looked at the type of machine-related incidents reported, talked to the operators, and learned that we needed to have clear operating instructions for each machine. We now have safe working instructions, SWIs, for each machine. It is a laminated sheet with images of the machine, hazards and PPE required, clearly stating the key steps involved in the safe, safe operation of the machine. The SWI is developed in consultation with the machine operators. The SWI training is done in person at the machine and a key part of this process, which closes the loop on ensuring that the SWI is understood and followed, is the knowledge check, which must be completed after the operator is trained. Where required, we have also translated these SWIs and knowledge checks into the operator's language. This is documented and kept under training records. The benefit of this is the operator is now trained and qualified and can also train their backup person for that machine. Question five, what is your approach to delivering safety training? Sheila. We are still at a size where most of our training can be delivered in person, which really helps to build relationships with our employees. As well as their initial induction, every three years, all our employees receive an in-person refresher training. This covers everything from PPE, housekeeping, driver and pedestrian safety and operator safety to site safety rules and a lot more. It is 50 minutes long and again, we have a knowledge check at the end of it. It is a great way to get employee engagement and feedback, and we deliver it to small groups of mixed employees, including management and operators in the same room. Attendance levels are high, and we see it as another opportunity to engage with employees on workplace hazards. Question six, how do you manage contractors coming onto your sites? 
Sheila. There are a lot of contractors who come onto our site, including electricians, service, maintenance and construction workers. Firstly, we ensure they are trained as required and all necessary paperwork is submitted. We have introduced contractor training, which means no contractor can come onto our sites without being aware of the hazards and precautions specific to our workplace. This training is delivered in person and we find it can help to build a relationship with them so they understand our CJ Sheeran safety values. The training is concise and covers the key safety points in 30 minutes. We believe it's important to keep it relevant and not too long in order to maintain active engagement. Secondly, we have a one page safe plan of action form, which can be filled in electronically or in hard copy before the job starts. It is valid for the duration of the task, identifying the hazards and must be signed off by the area supervisor stroke contractor host for each day of the job. This means they are actively involved and aware of their role in ensuring that controls identified by contractors in the plan are in place and are being followed. Question 7. Where is the company in relation to safety culture on the Bradley curve, which shows the relationship between safety culture and operational performance? Sheila. We have done a lot of great work in relation to building trust with our employees. Being physically present to speak with them about their safety concerns, following up quickly on any issues raised and delivering in-person meaningful and relevant training, which is helping to raise safety awareness and improve our safety culture. At present, we are at stage two of the curve, which is the dependent stage. So we're moving along this curve gradually. The dependent stage focuses on implementation of rules and supervision and the next stage we will aim to transition to is the independent stage, whereby our employees will take on responsibility for their own safety. It is okay to be where we are at at the moment. We are making great progress and continuously pushing for higher standards. An example of this continuous push for improvement is our ongoing focus on near misreporting. We introduced an online system in 2022, which is part of Microsoft Forms, where anyone can scan a QR code on their phone and it brings them to the form. It is easily fillable and once submitted is sent directly to safety and site managers. If it is a near miss, which all of the sites would benefit from learning about, I complete a site notification form, which gives a quick overview of the near miss, the learnings and an image of it. I can share this via a WhatsApp messaging group with the safety committee and it can also be discussed in person during production meetings. We also have monthly toolbox talks where our safety team picks the topics they want discussed at the start of the year for the next 12 months. This helps to gain their buy-in. Question eight. What are the areas of focus for health and safety for the company going forward? Sheila. There are a lot of things we do really well here including training and person-to-person -person communication. We try to keep the message of health and safety straightforward and simple. We will continue to focus on knowledge checks after training has been received, as our employees want to get 100% in those checks, which shows they are motivated to improve. We also plan to examine the area of psychosocial risk and establish a baseline of where we are at, 
Our ultimate goal is to keep the focus on our safety culture and take the right steps towards moving it to the fourth stage of the Bradley curve, where health and safety is a shared responsibility and a shared value across all of our sites. For more information on any topics in this article, you can contact Sheila Pivai, Group Health and Safety Officer at Sheila at cjs.ie.